This is Learning Innovation, the teaching and learning podcast, also known as LittlePod. We are created by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning and Innovation, located in Lethbridge, Alberta, Canada, on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. In the spirit of equity, diversity and inclusion, and Nitsitapi Simstan, or real thinking, we play host to a spectrum of guests from the teaching and learning community. As we highlight and explore innovation in education, we hope to kindle warm conversations, expand perspectives, and foster lasting partnerships today, tomorrow, and beyond. The future of learning starts now. Okay, and welcome to episode number 38 of The Little Pod. I'm your host, Donna McLaughlin. In recognition of Black History Month, a group of young learners joins us from Lethbridge College to give us a glimpse at life as a BIPOC student here. We'll learn a little bit about them, how they're being supported on their learning journeys, and what more innovations could be on the horizon to better accommodate them and their fellow students. Today, we have Elena Tolman and Amy Lee Latif, who are both students in the General Arts and Science program. We also have Joanne Jojo Kariyuki in the Child and Youth Care program, and Stefan Joseph, a business and IT student. Welcome, everyone. Hello, hello, hello. How is everyone doing today? Yeah, good. Hi, everybody. It's nice to be here. How about you, Kilam, too? I'm glad to be here. Dumilang, I'm super excited to be here. That's wonderful. I'm really looking forward to talking to you all. So we're in the middle of Black History Month events and celebrations here at the college. And we've had all kinds of things happening. We've had some, um, we had a big intro day and we've had um, some Jeopardy and we've got meal kits coming up and and a number of other activities. Um, So Thinking of Black History Month and what the activity is going on, I'd love to hear a little bit about how each of you um, came to be at Lethbridge College. All right. Well, I'm Elena. I was born in Canada and then I lived in Edmonton most of my life. And then we kind of just kept getting smaller and smaller and then eventually moved to Lethbridge and then ended up in Coaldale. So, yeah, I ended up at Lethbridge College because it was close to home and I, yeah, I was adopted, so I'm the only person of color in my family. So, yeah, but love right. my family lots. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks, Elena. And Amy Lee, how about you? Um, I was born and raised in Cape Town, South Africa. Um, in South Africa, my ethnicity would be classified as Cape Colored, which means that I descend from many gener- generations of mixed ancestors. I moved to Lethbridge in April last year with my husband, who is Nigerian, and our daughter. And I started the college in spring semester of 2022. Okay, welcome. Thank you, Amy Lee. Stefan. All right, so um, I too am from South Africa, um, international student. I'm originally from KwaZulu-Natal, but now currently my family lives in Gauteng. So I got my, I kind of got here to Lethbridge through a desire to further my education in CIT. And um, yeah, looked through different colleges in Canada and saw that Lithbridge is amazing for the reputation of 
the quality of education that they provide and the uh, faculty that they have. And so I um, applied and so lucky to get you. And everything just kind of moved smoothly. And here I am. And Jojo? I'm an international student as well from Kenya. I came here in 2019 and... Um, I hadn't settled on what I wanted to do when I first came, so I changed my course and ended up being um, official in my program in 2020, so hence having my two years and in 2021, and I decided to extend, so I've been here very long, about three years or so, and um, Lethbridge College has been home since because I've received um, equal opportunities by hosting two times worth of Black History Month activities, um, all events around campus since I'm working the student council. So speaking of that, Jojo, I understand that you're the first female Black student executive in the history of the Student Association. Congratulations. Thank you. And you've held two terms in office. Can you tell me why you joined the council and what's driven you to excel there? Um, so I joined the council during the pandemic and um, it had greatly affected my mental health because we were all lonely and stuck at home. So I was seeking some community based um, friends or family or people to get into meeting around college. So I ended up going to one international student orientation. I was already not a new student, but I went to the orientation uh, and I met um, the former executive and I was like, oh, my God, she's an international student. So I could try that as well. And I tried my luck. And here I am. Thank you, Jojo. Um, it's wonderful that you've been able to get so involved um, in the activities on campus and much appreciated because um, it really benefits a lot of students. Amy Lee, um, what has your experience been like as a black student at the college? Um, so far, it's been good. Everyone has been friendly and welcoming and supportive. Um, I really like the lecturers as well. Um, the environment overall on campus is welcoming and I feel like I belong here. Uh, I feel like I belong here as well, like what Amy Lee said. Uh, there's so many like people from different walks of life, they, they diverse students who like, I feel like I fit in because yeah, <laughs> just a whole bunch of people who look different and you just get to learn about all different kinds of cultures and people here. So it's fascinating. I, I feel definitely at home. <laughs> Sounds like it, it um, makes your education more rich. Yeah, I, that's a good word to use, I think. Okay. And uh, Stefan or Jojo? I, I totally agree with everyone, though. Um, when I first arrived, it wasn't um, the best transition because um, Coming in during fall and the temperature changes are quite drastic and I come from a country with no snow or 15 degrees is the coldest. So it wasn't so easy, but I believe I'm acclimatized now. And Lethbridge College has always been accommodating and very um, homely and intimate when it comes to instructors, classes, uh, co-curricular activities, games, all that kind of stuff. So I, I've never at any point felt singled out, however much I don't get to see um, colored people that often. Thank you, Jojo. Yeah, um, I agree with the Jojo. Coming here has been, for me, it wasn't difficult. Um, I've had the experience of being with different people from all walks of life, uh, different parts of the world. And so um, I was able to click and connect with people from all types of backgrounds and uh, places and uh, field of interest. And they all have been friendly, welcoming. Um, the cold hasn't been good. 
uh, that was also an adjustment for me. But um, I'm happy to say that I think I've uh, climatized quite well, uh, pretty fast for myself. So, yeah. Thanks, Stefan. Yes, yeah, the temperature and the wind can be, uh, yeah, can be a bit of an adjustment, I think. Definitely. So has it been a struggle for any of you to find identity within the Lethbridge College community? For me, I, um, I don't feel like it has been difficult. I've had the opportunity to get close to the people, you know, the Canadian people here locally, as well as international students. I think finding that, um, that small connection or interest or similarities between people really helps us connect. And um, I know for people, it can be difficult at times to kind of make the first move. So um, it really comes down to, to yourself at the end of the day. And um, I've taken that opportunity to go out, meet people, and uh, surprisingly very, very welcoming. I can say that Canada and especially Lithbridge College has uh, been living up to the, you know, this is the, the place where people are friendly and welcoming. Um, I've been to a few places uh, around the world and I can say here has been amazing. Really love it a lot. So it's what you expected when you planned to come here. Oh yes, definitely, and much, much more. Great to hear. Okay, and and for anyone else, um, I feel like I experienced a little bit of both, trying to find my ground and identity within the community because, um, I was pretty young when I came here, so um, the mentality of okay, so it's adult life, and you're growing up, and you're in a whole another country. Um, so where to place myself and who to walk around, be around. And for a few weeks, I had a hard time with my language because however much I'm quite versed in English, we learned uh, British English. So I always used to have conflict with things I say. And I'm like, we're talking about the same thing. Why is nobody understanding me? But um, it's been easier. I would say it's been easier to find my ground in my identity as compared to how I'd assume um, other people's experiences have been all over the world or in other institutions or places within Canada. But for me, it has been easier than I thought, however much it did take me some time to find um, some ground and identify with people and accept the fact that um, anyone who's not necessarily Kenyan is someone from home, you know. Thanks, Jojo. I think Lethbridge College is a great place to explore and build your identity because it's a safe place and there are so many opportunities to meet um, different people from backgrounds that you wouldn't necessarily get to associate with just in uh, just in passing. So I definitely think it's a good place to to discover who you are and to, you know, put yourself out there. So, yeah. Well, that's great to hear, Elena. Um, I think for me, like I knew when coming to Lethbridge College that I would probably not know anyone from the same background as me. Um, so my initial connection was identifying myself as an international student, which meant that I will be meeting people from everywhere. And like Jojo said, like everybody has this place that they call home, like there's somewhere that they came from. And we all come with a story. So that's been a nice way to connect. That's a really great point, Amy, um, that everyone does come with their own story. That's wonderful. So this is Black History Month. And so maybe I'll start with you, Stefan. What does Black History Month mean to you? Well, I was actually having a discussion with my uh, one of my classmates uh, last night, uh, telling him about coming to the podcast. And uh, he brought something interesting up, how um, during Black History Month, we it seems that 
a lot of us focus on these struggles and the things that um, the African people have gone through in various parts of the world. But um, sometimes we kind of pay little heed to the accomplishments that they've done and things that are going on now and the change that is going on now. And that's what um, really stands out to me. I feel that um, with Black History Month, it's an opportunity to to um, celebrate those those triumphs and also the goals that and the achievements that current um, African people are making right now and uh, also sharing the tradition. I feel a lot of people are hesitant to share the tradition, but once you get it out there and once you go and are willing to explore it, it just, it changes you. It revolutionizes your perspective. I know it's done that for me, uh, being in South Africa. I'm actually, um, I'm Indian. So, uh, but uh, I grew up with a lot of uh, African people and I loved learning their, their culture, their food, their music. And um, it's influenced me and it's, it's kind of given me greater joy. And so when I think about Black History Month, that's what I think about. I think about home and the roots that, uh, that Africa gives and um, the, the mark that is made in my heart and the appreciation for the African people. Thank you, Stefan. That's, that's a wonderful perspective. All right. For anyone else, feel free to jump in. What does Black History Month mean to you? For sure. I feel like um, Black History Month to me means paying ode to the motherland and um, the people that were there before us and creating a legacy for it, their names and their struggles and their triumphs and watching us as uh, Black people uh, maneuver the world and places they haven't been, we haven't been before. So getting to be celebrated and embraced in such um, a diverse culture is so influential and um, it gives so much joy and um, reception that you're being honored and appreciated for who you are, for the difference you bring and that uh, we all fit in, you know, in one way or another. So it makes me learn more about all the other different places that um, call themselves black, you know, the history of it and to get to appreciate um, the fact that it's a greater learning experience for all of us and the fact that there's such big reception on uh, diverse people to learn is so, so good. And I feel like it's so important and it builds me more to seek more, to teach more. Okay, thank you, Jojo. Um, so how about you, uh, Elena? What does Black History Month mean to you? Um, it's a very interesting question because... I've been trying to figure out what Black History Month means to me as someone who has just recently started looking into their ancestry. Um, I was adopted, so I didn't know I didn't know anything about my background till I started looking into it. And for me, a way that I can connect is to just look at um, the history and the contributions that Black people have made. Uh, I like what Stefan said about uh, celebrating the achievements as well. Um, of black people, because it can get it can get kind of sad if you if you just look uh, at some of the history. But I, yeah, I think it's that's how I like to try and connect. And I love history in general because I want to study it, be a professor. So specifically, looking into the history of black peoples in Canada is something that interests me. Thank you very much, Elena and Amy. For you, um, so in South Africa, we do not celebrate Black History Month. Um, so I always viewed it as a month where American heroes are honored. Um, so this is my, actually my first time 
um, celebrating Black History Month. And for me, this is an opportunity to learn about Black Canadian history. Thank you, Amy. Yes, because it is very different. I noticed the other day when we had the Jeopardy, many of the questions were more American focused and and the history is different in every, every country. All of you have mentioned celebrating the contributions or um, celebrating Black History Month and the contributions that Black people have made. Um, And so maybe going back to you, Elena, are there some that uh, have impacted you? Um, I think uh, at the college specifically, uh, is it Ibrahim or Ibrahim? Yeah, Um, I had a conversation with him at one point, and he's the one who actually encouraged me to join the Black History Month Council. And I was hesitant because I was like, I don't even know how I connect yet. I, I, I just feel very like misplaced and not sure in my identity. But for me, having that conversation with someone and just connecting was very impactful for me to put myself out there and to put myself here at this podcast uh, to just learn more about myself and uh, just learn more about the community as a whole. So that was someone who is influential for me. Well, that's great that you know, one person can make that difference for you. Okay, and I'll open it up. Uh, feel free to jump in. So for some of the others, are there some contributions that really come to mind that have inspired you or motivated you? I think also, um, like Elena said, um, I never thought much about Black History Month before, but when I saw it being advertised on college that we are looking for volunteers, it actually made me think deeper about about what the month means to me. And then also in my background and where I come from, um, you know, we have our cultures and our heritages and we kind of take it for granted because you are just living your daily life and doing what your people are doing and celebrating things because it's just part of of your life. And now that I'm not in South Africa, I realize that I, I'm kind of get a, getting sentimental about certain things. And so just reminding me of of my roots in a way, which has been good. Thank you, Amy. Um, contributions um, that's come to mind would be, over the years we've seen uh, many people uh, make great strides when it comes to their history being colored, being different, being diverse, being black, and specifically within Lethbridge College since it's still um, uh, a fresh endeavor that the school took up on itself since 2017 so seeing that each year there's uh, betterment in the celebration it's just not um, an opening ceremony and that's it you know and then people seeking to learn more about um, the different parts because most of the time when people delve to refer to black they tend to forget the caribbeans and um, their history is well attached to them being taken up from slavery um, in Africa, so they're still part of us. So the fact that within the institution we've taken up um, all these um, activities and contributions towards just the month, however small they may seem to other people's eyes, do mean a lot and are very impactful when it comes to the black students and even the people who are seeking to learn more about the culture and heritage. Uh, for myself, um, I think just looking at South African um, history, as Amy was stating, uh, I think about um, our famous president, Nelson Mandela, um, and what he did for the country as a whole. 
um, the states that South Africa was in bef- uh, during apartheid, you know, there was a lot of division and um, segregation. And uh, he was the, the power and the voice that united people of all color and also brought freedom for everyone and equality. And so I know that uh, here we um, celebrate the American leaders, but I think back to Nelson Mandela and his, um, his long walk to freedom, as we say, and bringing us that freedom in South Africa and giving us those chances. And I feel that because of him and what he did, I'm able to be here today and um, appreciate his work and uh, the work of his uh, his successes, and then also come here and learn about the history of the African um, Americans as well, and um, appreciate their work as well. Thank you very much, Stefan. And so along a similar line, um, who has influenced you the most uh, in terms of cultural heritage, and how did these people empower or inspire you? And so maybe, Stefan, we'll start with you. Sure. So um, I would say it would be the people that I worked with and um, spent time with on a daily basis uh, back home. That would be my my co-workers and just um, spending time with them, looking and learning how they live their life and um, joining in with their their activities, their music. So that's um, music is a very big thing in my life. And um, in South Africa, we we listen to um, Ama Piano. That's a huge thing that's among the the African people. And when you get involved with their music, it, it brings a liveliness in you. And that's, that's kind of given me energy in my life. And I've been able to appreciate and go through life with more joy and more happiness, just um, with my basic interactions with my friends um, at work, at school, um, even people that I just meet for the first time. Um, they have kind of shaped my view and um, helped me in, in the process, in the journey. Thank you, Stefan. Yeah, music is really a great connector. Okay, and Amy, how about for you? Who who has been most inspiring or influential for you? Um, for me, I haven't really given it that much thought before, um, but lately and since the beginning of Black History Month, I've been trying to discover my own cultural heritage so the place that I come from within South Africa and so I've been looking at um, historians and genealogists that are digging up history that is not as common as the apartheid story which has been a good discovery for me so looking back at South African historians and the work that they are doing to enrich in my understanding of myself and our country. Thank you very much, Amy. That must be very interesting because it's maybe, you know, not the first thing that kind of people hear about, but really fascinating to go back and look at that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh, Jojo, how about for you? Um, I wouldn't necessarily pin um, the influential part on one person in particular, but basically I feel like... um, being here and learning because when um i was back at home history for the whole of africa the whole of the world was just complacent you know it's just another subject you learn in school and you don't take uh, much into consideration what you're being taught or what is being said there but moving here and getting to indulge and learn about other people's history and seeing the similarity with that that, that has been my greatest fascination and my greatest 
influence when it comes to learning more and um, what I could pin that answer on. So learning all the um, kids' games and dances and songs and how much I don't understand the language, but I will gladly sing along <laughs> and um, enjoy the music and feel it in my body. And when it comes to talking about oh, what we do when we're back home, you know, seeing the similarities and making me um, ask the question um, more to myself that I'm, I'm quite curious to see what we were before all this because we're seemingly one people, you know, yeah. with all the similarities that I'm learning over time. So, yeah, it inspires me and empowers me to, like, learn more and seek more when it comes to our history, when it comes to different cultures, different um, languages, different peoples. It's the same way as... Um, every time I put on my jewelry and an indigenous person comes across me, they're like, oh, my God, you guys have similar beading. And I'm like, yeah, but when I was home, I would never notice that's our indigenous traditional beadwork. But now that I'm here, I'm so proud to have it out there and see how similar it is with other cultures. It sounds like it's been a really great opportunity for you to explore both your own culture and and other and connect with other cultures as well. Yeah, sure has. And it's been really fun to see all this um, interesting stories about um, people everywhere in the world, even in America, the Caribbeans, everywhere. So it's been quite a fascinating journey for me. Thank you, Jojo. And Elena, you had mentioned uh, about uh, one of the Lethbridge College instructors, Ibrahim, um, his influence on you. Is there others, other people that you would like to mention? Um, I think just the Lethbridge community in general and the Lethbridge College community. Um, before this, I didn't have a lot of opportunity to meet uh, people of uh, people of color. And so when I do get the chance to maybe make those connections, I, I'm fascinated to connect with some part of, uh, some part of my background. It's really special. Uh, even just something uh, as uh, funny as I don't know, talking about hair care for me has really connected me. The first time I got my hair like in braids, it was emotional for me. because I was like, I, I don't know how to feel. So I think it, I don't know, those connections are really valuable to me and uh, they teach me a lot and I, I enjoy them. So the community has definitely been just influential in helping me learn more about other cultures and about myself and my place in, yeah, in this community. Thank you, Elena. Um, so I have a two-part question. Um, so the two-part question is, have you enjoyed any particular Black History Month events? And I know we're we're partway through, so you could even talk about uh, some of the events or celebrations that are coming up. You know, we've got the food kits coming out of, um, and actually the room we're sitting in, I can see the kits starting to get ready. Um, and also the second part of that question is, how do you hope Lethbridge College evolves to better support you and other students of color? I mean, um, I'm excited about the food kits. I'll be honest. <laughs> that, <laughs> you mentioned them, but you're seeing them in the back and I'm like, oh, I'm excited about that. But I mean, I think just in general, Black History Month and the activities and the planning that went into um, went into this month, like you can definitely see the effort, like the the bingo not the bingo no it's the jeopardy uh, I yeah there was so much volunteer work and the thought and preparation that went in behind the scenes and that's just so great and yeah I don't know food kits are really good too so <laughs> yep <laughs> um all right 
I'd say my most um, enjoyable celebration would be um, getting the honor to do the opening ceremony this year since uh, I just love the fact that um, Ibrahim has always wanted to have this um, pushed off by students because we are the drive of the college, you know, and students over the years, after two years, you leave and you'd want to see the impact on yourself. So he, he wanted there to be a student voice, a student view of everything. So my, my greatest honor for the past two celebrations would have to be the opening ceremony um, for me. And um, something I'm excited about is having an alumni come in for our lunch and learn um, at the end of the month and the banner as well. So I feel like this year's um, celebrations and planning and everything that's in store for this month's celebration is just so exciting for me and being the last one that I'll experience as a student in Lethbridge College hopefully if I come back maybe I'll get more but that would be such an enriching um finish you know when I'm done with school knowing that my last February was very enriching very engaging um very interesting I learned a lot I got to see more people and how I'd hope um, the college evolves is as of now I feel like there's such great impact with having uh, about 90% of the portion of this planning being done by Caucasian individuals who are so passionate about it and it's quite interesting to see that and the only other thing I'd say would make it evolve better is delving deeper into specific parts you know so when we have um, maybe themed um, themed months every year so decide the whole of the West and dig more about the West of Africa, dig more about all the countries within the West. That would be my greatest suggestion. And I'd love to see the school evolve into that direction because it also makes um, a clearer picture of people learning and creating the opportunity to, okay, so not assuming that uh, me being from the East of Africa, I can comfortably walk to Nigeria. <laughs> As people always <laughs> assume. So that that would be an evolution I'd love to see, even after leaving. And the fact that more students would take up on helping and working towards uh, making this month a success. It would also be great because it's it's also a celebration to yourself. You know, you giving the the uh, impact, you giving the volunteer time, you giving the information you're giving your own traditional dressing it also impacts you positively because you feel at home you feel a sense of belonging so getting to see more students out there more engaged more interested when it comes to the month I, I would love to see that and I believe that would be a great evolution with Lethbridge College and the celebration in general. You've made some excellent points there, Jojo, and I know with all the work that you have been doing at the college that you're really going to have left your mark here, and and uh, maybe you'll come back in the future as a, a lunch and learn speaker. Oh, I hope to. I hope to. Thank you. All right. For Amy or Stefan, what are your thoughts on what about Black History Month are you enjoying and uh, what else could be done? Um, for me, I, I'm with Elena. I really enjoy the, the food pack idea. <laughs> it's brilliant. Yes. Um, I had the opportunity to actually kind of, um, set those up and I get the opportunity to, to serve people and to have them, um, then have these ingredients to make this cultural dish and experience it. I think that's a, a reward in itself. 
Um, and yeah, that's that's something I really enjoy doing. And I look forward to Jojo's interview also with the alumni that's coming through to the college. I think it's going to be a great story to hear, great interview and um, an opportunity for all people to to see her journey and to see how she's grown and that we too can do the same. And um, I guess for the evolution of uh, the college and what I would like to see, I, I agree with Jojo. I, I hope that, um, I like for me personally, I would love to see um, a lot of the, I would like to see more food involved, more language, more, more dress um, coming into the college. Um, I know we had like the cultural day just a few days ago, and it's kind of um, kind of sad not to see a lot of people in the traditional way. Um, I know it is kind of cold. Maybe we should um, hope for better weather in the future. But I like to see people in a traditional way, playing traditional music, and uh, then also having people come through with um, setting up, I guess, more food packs to make traditional food and having people try them out. Um, these things are spoken of, but they're not, I feel um, a lot of people aren't really, I think people are afraid and uh, shy at first to kind of get engaged in it, but to bring that um, to them and to encourage people to come forth and, and share what they know, I think that'll open it up for a lot of people. And that's, um, that's what I'm looking forward to see, having uh, different months of different cultures. That's a great point, Stefan. Thank you. And Amy? Um Stefan said it all. <laughs> um, yeah, I, definitely for us going forward to see more more events that appeal to people of color um, and then promoting um, like students to get involved on regular campus, on campus activities to develop like social networks on, on, on campus for everybody. Thank you, Amy. Um, so... All of you are in different programs and different stages of your learning journey. Um, and so I'm curious to know where each of you are headed with your academic and your life journeys. And, and is there a connection as well to your identity as a BIPOC student? So the, your question has two parts in it. So where I'm hoping to go um, afterwards is in the Child and Youth Care program, it's quite heavy, trauma-based, um, and being someone who's trying to learn and trying to get my foot with my identity and my culture and the kind of person I am, um, that would be quite touchy. So I'm hoping to go into the easier side of child and youth care, which is um, our more community-based outreach programs kind of thing. And um, uh, what made me seek to move more into that program would be um, our upbringing as black children is very different to what I have experienced now with the learning I have. And I'm hoping to keep my knowledge and, and feed it to people back home, you know, and um, better ways to deal with uh, children and young people in general. That's hence why I picked Child and Youth Care. And that's what I'm going to use with that. Um, hoping to study further in the near future. But so far... Yes, I would I would love to go and work with kids and especially being in such a country where there's um, a lot of immigrants coming in and children are at their stage where they're trying to learn and trying to find their autonomy and, and find themselves, you know, and being in such a community where um, you can't visualize or see a future you in anybody so having to be the model of that would be such an honor for me to work with kids and 
show them that you know what it's possible however much i'm not in the same we didn't take the same path and not the same footsteps I came here when i was older and uh, younger but that there is a place for you in this country and there, there is room for you and there's home for you so creating that kind of comfort and peace when it comes to um other kids trying to find themselves and you know there's a lot of deviance and kids being lost when it comes to identity seeking so being that person who will help them um figure their ground you know um find out what way you know dig about their history even if they want to learn even if they don't you know it's fine but just for you to recognize that you're different you're accepted and there's one like you you can look up to or like reach back to when it comes to some situations basically so yeah yeah it sounds like you'll have a wonderful opportunity and and make a fantastic role model for students i hope to thank you um for myself i i um, want to do uh, sorry i want to further my studies in um, in computer information technology and then also use my knowledge in business to um kind of start up my own uh, IT firm or co- company if i um, if i will and um you know i want to give international students the opportunities that um, i struggle to have and to get because um coming here you everything is not laid out on a plate and i and you have to work very hard for it and i feel uh, being in a position where i can provide people with opportunities that i didn't have is a way that i can kind of give back especially people in the it and the business field i feel um they will be able to grow and then flourish given uh, the resources and the tools that um, aren't currently available um and i want to see myself succeed in that in it so that i can be in the position to provide for those uh, the future generation so they can come here and have the joy and the experiences and the the things that um, a lot of us struggle to have and to to work for but uh, that is that's my aim that's my that's my goal well that's a great goal stefan okay and uh amy how about for you um right now i am focusing on getting the most out of my experience here at the college um and in the future i hope to get involved in uplifting marginalized people in the lesbian community um from the grass, grassroots level so from the core of who people are um and then i think this this learning journey has impacted me especially considering black history month um it has definitely developed a sense of awareness and confidence within myself um and that i'm able to reflect on the adversities and the triumphs that our ancestors faced and knowing that right now i i am living their wildest dreams so that empowers me to go forward and be be the best that i can that's fantastic amy amy and you mentioned you came here with your daughter and your husband as well yeah is he a student also no no he's he's working ah uh, yeah it's a, that's a lot to to be come to a different country and and also be a student as well as a parent and that must be quite busy <laughs> it's quite easy yes um i think the the best part of of making the decision to come here is that we have each other so 
whatever things we are facing, we can we can deal with them together, which is good. I think it would have been much much more challenging for me if I had to come by myself for school. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you, Amy and Elena. Um, yeah, I'm in my last semester at the college. I'm heading over to the University of Lethbridge to do uh, be in their history program, um, and. I, with history, I just like learning things that I don't know and exploring those stories that aren't always told. And especially when it comes to uh, people of color, I feel like there's just so much that I personally don't know, but that there's so many stories waiting to be told that need to be told that can be inspiring to everyone, really. And so that's, that's what inspires and draws me to history, but specifically looking for those stories and, uh, showing people the strength of, um, of, of other people. It's just, it's a fun thing to do and it's amazing. And it, and I think it helps build confidence and builds an identity that, that, uh, makes you feel good. So, yeah. <laughs> well, I think the podcast today is, is a perfect example of what you're saying, Elena, because each of you, um, have a different story. You've come from a different place and you're, and you're, all going different directions with your education and, and your futures. And so it's very fascinating to, to share those stories and hear those stories. And, and all of you will have inspired other people with the things that you're doing. Yeah, I see uh, along the, sorry. No, go right <laughs> I ahead. see along this table is just a lot of strength in where we've all come from in our different backgrounds. And I think that we're all going to contribute amazing things uh, in this world and that everyone else, uh, people of color and just people who listen to this podcast, uh, I hope they feel inspired to that they've learned something too from this podcast. <laughs> so on that note, thank you all very much for joining us today. I want to give you an opportunity to just take a pause for, for a minute and think about anything else that you'd like to say. Um, we've got still got a few minutes. So any closing comments? Is there any, you know, Anything you want to say to anyone or any messages, you know, the things you'd like people to know, your instructors or whoever, whatever you sort of feel like, oh, I wish I'd said that. Um, I feel like probably um, giving back gratitude to um, the people who are here before us, you know, um, the fact that they saw these opportunities way before we were born and the fact that we're still here standing and striving towards making a home out of these different lands would be my biggest takeaway from the Black History Month celebrations and watching Black Canadians um, prosper and triumph in their different endeavors. And um, the other end of it would be probably um, me being delved deep in the EDI part of things and being someone who's different to myself. Um, I think that um, mental health has been such a big topic of discussion when it comes to the black population and in in my field that is what I'm seeking to achieve and work around when it comes to young people and for the college you know when 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 I think back to what they do better what they do more it doesn't matter in what um, population it comes from it's just um, giving a bigger reach out to people um, getting their mental health check, you know, getting more advocates for it, making it a comfortable conversation because 
it is not as comfortable back home and uh, bringing such things up knowing that people have lived through traumas and pains that we don't get to endure but we get to celebrate instead so having that comfort of we can actually have a conversation about this because quite interestingly um i went back home this christmas for the first time since i came to canada and i've always wanted to learn more about my own grandfather but he was such a bitter and quiet man with a little i knew about him before his death and recently is when i got to find out that he was um among the veterans for um fighting for our uh independence as a country in Kenya so knowing that history right now and the kind of impact it had created to his mental health for him to be the kind of person he was up until his death you know i just told my mom i hope you don't um wish to carry the same traumas you know he went through that the least you could do for yourself is uh be better you know for us and for the generations to come and for the learning opportunities that little you knew about him or you, you heard about him when he talked about those experiences so knowing that um it's such a hard task and it's such a hard process to go through but it's just an everyday challenge to just check on yourself you know check on your mental health and me being such an open advocate you know I'd want to see more black people seek help you know and strive to get better and let go of the pains because however much it's not it's not a fun process and it's a reality we have to live through it's always um something you can take and change to a positive when it comes to or oh, your ancestors wouldn't want to see you crying and being sad um when you think about all they did they did that crying and they did all that pain so the least you could do is triumph in the steps that you're in in the position that you're in so basically when it comes to a close on my end i would just like um to have more advocates when it comes to mental health generally within the college generally within um the community the black community within lethbridge and for people to at least feel as comfortable to seek more you know and learn more about themselves and learn how to maneuver when it comes to discussing such topics and how to work around because the history in general is not all that um beautiful all that bed of roses and it's such a touchy subject when it comes to this month you know there's those who receive it as such a positive and there's those who just see the negative and the pain of it so even when we're at a time where we're celebrating truth and reconciliation with indigenous peoples of Canada and North America in general I'd want to see more of the joy you know and um the endurance that as Elena said you are strong people sitting here and working through this so you appreciating yourself for the every day that you're here and doing what you do to be here. That's a great message. Thank you, Jojo. Um Stefan, any final words? Um I would just say to all students, um I would echo the words of uh, Jojo. Um you know, don't be afraid to to talk about uh, your mental health struggles. Um in in South Africa and in, in my culture and I'm sure in the, in the African culture in general, we you know mental health is kind of like ah oh, this is nothing nothing wrong with you you're fine you just need to get over it and uh that doesn't work um uh, you have to if you need to you got to go and get help uh, speak to someone get support and um, have people that you can trust around you 
that you can speak to, um, get the help that you need because um, it is a serious um, struggle that people go through on a daily basis and they might not know that they're going through it until they actually speak up and talk about it. So just encourage people, um, especially the, the African people, talk about your struggles. It's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. It'll make you a stronger person. It'll make you more free at the end of the day. Thank you, Stefan. Okay, and Amy, last words. I think that a lot of um, people, or black people, but I think just people in general, um, we need to um, realize that people before us, and it doesn't matter what parts of life we are coming from, that we are all or most of us have this opportunity that most of the people that came before us do not have. And that should be a source, a source of strength for us to go forward and to take on the world and to do the things that they couldn't do and to innovate and to create and to inspire younger people. And I think this time for us is to, to take that leap of lifting up from the sorrow and moving into a brighter future. Well, that's a great note to end on, Amy. Well, thank you all very much for being part of the podcast today. It's really been wonderful to to hear your stories and your thoughts and your reflections on on your personal histories and collective histories. I think that really makes a great connection to Black History Month and really demonstrates the importance of the activities and the celebrations that we're doing for Black History Month. So thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you so much. much. Greatly appreciate it. This episode featured Donna McLaughlin as host and Elena Tolman, Amy Lee Latif, Jojo Karyuki, and Stefan Joseph as guests. Jordana Gagnon was our producer. Ryan Robinson was our sound technician and editor. Thank you also to Daryl Benebeck, Kelsey Jansen, and Jamin Heller for their ongoing support and expertise. Our podcast is funded by Lethbridge College's Centre for Teaching, Learning, and Innovation and recorded on the traditional lands of the Blackfoot Confederacy. For more information and inspiration, check out learninginnovation.ca. If you like what you hear, Please rate, review, and follow us on your chosen platform. Thanks for listening and take care.